Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be reviewing Iron Man 3, The Great Gatsby, and Muscle Shoals. So right now we are talking with Jonte, and he is going to be telling us all about the new film, Iron Man 3. So how are you doing today, Jonte? I'm doing really good. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the third installment to the Iron Man series? Well, this Iron Man 3 was, a very, it was really great. It, it was more action-packed. It was it was way it's really funny. Um, in this movie, Tony Stark, he's played by Robert I mean Robert Downey Jr., has to save the world from an evil terrorist who he might not who he might not uh, look as what he seems to be. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of this movie? I thought it was a great ending of the three um, the three movies. I really liked it. I liked the um, I liked the more action and how. He uh, he has to uh, he gangs um, gangs up with his friend, his old relative friend. Absolutely. Have you seen um, the previous Iron Man films? Yes, I have seen the previous Iron Man film. I just and do you think this was the best one so far? Yes, I, I, I think one and three just topped. I think one and three were the best, mm-hmm. and three just topped it off. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. And like you were saying before, there's a lot more action to this movie. And this film is a lot more intense. And would you agree that there's a lot more emotion behind it? Because in the film, Iron Man is really doing what he's doing to protect, you know, the love of his life. So there really is a lot more emotion behind it. Yes, there's a way lot more emotions around it. Um, it has mild language, but if like, if like, he is the younger viewer and like he understands, then, then it's okay for him. But I thought it was a lot of emotions, and it was really yeah. Nice. What age group would you recommend this for? Since there is some mild language, I, I am recommending uh, thirteen to sixty-two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just saying thirteen because just because of the mild language. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about the cinematography and the 3D, because in my opinion, the 3D and special effects were phenomenal. I thought it was great too. I liked the 3D because it like really made you like inside the movie and inside the action. Because I remember when they had one explosion, like all the ashes, like it seemed like all the ashes were coming at you. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that attention to detail that a lot of uh, 3D films are having now with yeah. sort of dust particles yeah. because it used to just be like, oh, giant rocks would fly at your face. And now they have like dust and like yeah. tiny little things like that. That's in 3D. And this film definitely had a lot of that because there was a lot of explosions and ash and fire and whatnot. And it was absolutely beautiful, in my opinion. I mean, it was it was pretty intense, but I thought visually it was beautiful. Yeah. That's so do you think you have a favorite scene in this movie? Uh, my favorite scene is like in towards the beginning when like he's dancing, he turns on the music and he starts dancing and and then uh his iron suit starts flying at him. Mm-hmm. I thought, I, was, I thought that was so funny. Yeah. And they start like whacking him and he's like falling down all over the place. Yeah, and then at the end he does this somersault and catches it and says, I still got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I ha- I had two favorite scenes, and my first, like, favoritest scene was, you know, the final fight scene um, where all of his iron suits come and, like, sort of help out fighting and, like, Jarvis is um, controlling them? Yeah. I loved that scene because I thought I it was like cool to see all of the different designs of the Iron Man suits. Yeah. And it sort of reminded me a little bit of, like, the format of the way the Transformers are made um, because they all sort of look the same. You know, they all have the same like Iron Man qualities and shape, but they vary in size and color and ability. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I also liked the fact that um, Jarvis, who is Iron Man's electronic uh, assistant, I liked the fact that he was sort of a bigger part in this movie than he has been in any other films. Um, Because, I don't know, since he was able to control the Iron Man suits, there was, I don't know, there was more availability to, like, destroy the Iron suits without having to worry about killing off characters. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. Mm -hmm. So do you have a favorite character? My favorite character is going to have to be Jarvis. Well, I have two favorite characters. I like Jarvis and I like the little boy. Mm -hmm. Those two characters were really funny to me and I really right I really liked them I agree with you um I definitely liked uh the little boy who I mean I don't know I liked him because well one Ty Simpkins who plays Harley Keener who's the little boy he is like fantastic he's such like a funny like actor and so I thought he was like really good in this role and he was a really good character um to sort of be paired with Iron Man because the two of them are like completely opposite ages, but they both sort of have the same personalities, which I thought was yeah. really cool. Yeah. And then Jarvis was cool because he was like a robot, but he was super funny and witty, and he was also kind of emotional. Like Iron Man really loved him, and that was yeah. cool. That was really cool. Yes, yes. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be reviewing Iron Man 3, The Great Gatsby, and Muscle Shoals. So right now we are talking about Iron Man 3, and I have with me Jonte, and we are talking about our favorite characters and favorite scenes, and how fantastic this movie is. So speaking about the fantasticness of this movie, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of 1 to 5? I would give this movie five out of five stars just because of the action and the funniness, and I just love this movie. It, it just mm-hmm. really put the uh, the icing on the cake. Absolutely, it, it was the icing on top of the Iron Man cake. Yeah, uh, I can imagine eating an Iron Man cake. It sounds very crunchy. <laughs> um, so, is there anything that you would change about this movie, or anything that you didn't necessarily enjoy about the film? Um. I 
Not really. I it was it was really perfect. It was it was perfect to me. I agree with you, except I would have to change one thing and not necessarily change it, but just tone it down a little bit. Yeah. In this film, it does take place right after uh, the Avengers, like a few months after the Avengers left off. And I thought it was cool that it incorporated the fact, you know, like it's still Iron Man that still happened. So it sort of makes it feel more realistic, I guess, yeah. that it's, you know, the same events. But I feel like there were so many Avengers references that I felt like this movie was leaning like way too much on the Avengers like they kept talking about like how crazy New York was um in the Avengers and that just bothered me because I personally didn't like the Avengers and I was like please don't bring this movie down with all of your Avenger references so if I could rewrite the script that's the only thing I would change would just take out um like so much of the Avengers references so do you think that you could relate to any of the characters or if it had to be one character who would you be uh, I'll have to be, let's see, I'll have to be, um, War Machine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. why would you be him? Because I can really relate to him because I will, I will always help all my, my friends, my family, I will always stick up with them and never, like, back down. And if they need, if they need help, I'll always help them. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think I would I would either be um, Harley Keener, which was like the little boy, just because like he got to be super cool, but then he was never in any danger of like being killed or anything, which was cool. And I also think being Jarvis would be really fun because then you're not even like a real person, but you I don't know. Jarvis was like really cool and I thought he was funny and he had a British accent, which was cool. Yeah. <laughs> So I I definitely enjoyed that. He was played by um Paul Bettany and uh I think he's very funny and like his voice inflections was fantastic for being a very lifelike robot, I would say. So do you think that this film puts out any morals or messages? Um yeah. Never give up and always keep your head up. Uh, because in the movie and protect uh, your family and help them out because like in the movie Ro- uh, Robert Downey Jr. who plays Tony Stark he protected his his love and he never gave up on he never gave up on the world and he always had confidence absolutely so do you think that the soundtrack in this film was anything special or do you think it was just a typical you know action adventure soundtrack I think it was a typical action soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that I noticed, not necessarily about the soundtrack, but about the sound itself, this movie was so loud. Like, yeah. there were so many explosions and so much stuff going on, and it was really loud, but I thought it, it made it more of an experience because it really felt like you were in the movie and that there were explosions and trans or not Transformers, excuse me, wrong movie, that there were yeah. Iron Man suits everywhere, and I thought that was super awesome. Um... So overall, I really like this movie. John Tay sounds like you really like this movie. So definitely go check out Iron Man 3, and it's playing in theaters now. Unfortunately, we are out of time for talking about Iron Man, but John Tay, thank you so much for telling me all about it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Everybody go check out Iron Man 3. It is fantastic, and you will love it. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network.
Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss the new incredible film, The Great Gatsby. And today, Jerry is going to be interviewing me, so we're changing it up a little bit. So, Jerry, take it away. Thank you very much. So, this is a, so. What did you think about the story? Um, well, the storyline is, you know, uh, Jay Gatsby, who is this really mysterious millionaire played by Leonardo DiCaprio. He um, he is in love with this woman Daisy, and he sort of befriends Daisy's uh, cousin to get close to her. And it's there's so much twistedness going on um, with everything, and that's pretty much what the film is about and personally I was in love with the storyline I didn't really know much about it um I knew there was a novel but I haven't read it and I thought um the storyline was incredible just from watching the trailers and this film I mean the whole storyline the plot everything was spot on fantastic interesting what was Mm. your favorite scene oh gosh the entire movie (laughs) no my favorite scene um was when 
was when Nick Carraway, who was played by Tobey Maguire, he goes to um, he goes and he sees Gatsby at one of his parties, and the party is just phenomenal. And the reason that I really like this movie is because um, of the cinematography. And in this movie, these in this scene, the cinematography was incredible um the colors were so bright and vivid there was such interesting music going on and all of the parties that were happening at his house was amazing and that's why i like that scene sounds like a great scene mm-hmm. was there anything you didn't like about this film and what did you like about this film there wasn't necessarily anything I didn't like about this film, um, and what I liked about this film was absolutely everything. Like, this movie was spot on. The only thing that took me uh, a little bit to get used to, I guess, was the fact that the music uh, was very, I don't know, different, I would say. Um, it was modern songs, like Jay-Z songs, Kanye West songs, Lana Del Rey um, dubstep songs and they were mixed with like 20s ragtime music which made it um so it was like period correct because there was ragtime music going on but it made it so that you know modern generations could see the parties as being fun because there was like modern time music playing but it was a little bit odd for the first few scenes when I was like oh here's some like jazz players and then all of a sudden like a dubstep song comes in so that took a little bit of getting used to but overall I wouldn't say there's anything that I didn't like Interesting. You convinced me more and more of seeing this film. <laughs> it's incredible. You'd, you'd really appreciate the filmmaking in this. What's your opinion about the actors and actresses in this film? The acting in this film was incredible. I personally uh, love Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he is an incredible actor. He is amazing in everything that he is in. I think, I, I think he's incredible. Um, so for the acting overall... I think it was amazing. Um, Tom Buchanan, who was played by Joel Edgerton, he was amazing as well. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was amazing. Like I said, all of the actors were phenomenal. And personally, I think Leonardo DiCaprio deserves several awards for his performance in this movie. When he, when does he never earn an award from a I know. movie? He is just fantastic. All I around. agree. In this movie, though, he was amazing because his character was really obsessive, and it kind of reminded me of the movie Aviator, which he was in, where he had, like, extreme OCD. But in this movie, um, Jay Gatsby is really obsessive over Daisy Buchanan, who he's in love with, and uh, the way that Leonardo DiCaprio portrayed that was just incredible. It was incredible. If you had the choice to put this in any genre category, what would it be? Like, for example, I would put a movie about space and aliens and sci-fi. Yeah. Where do you put this movie in? Um, I would put this movie in fantasy, uh, mystery, romance, drama, all of those. <laughs> Interesting. What were the costumes like? Um, the costumes were incredible. Uh, it, it was very, you know, period correct because this is set in the 20s. Um, I didn't, I mean, they weren't... I don't know. The time period, everybody dressed super lavish, so that was expected, and I thought it was really cool. Like, I've always believed that I was born in the wrong era, because I would love to walk around in flapper dresses all the time. So I thought the, um, the costumes were very well done. 
You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we have reviewed Iron Man 3, and now we are reviewing The Great Gatsby and Muscle Shoals. So right now we are talking about The Great Gatsby, and Jerry is interviewing me all about it. So Jerry, I will let you continue with that. Thank you very much. Do you think that this movie can teach us any important lesson in life? Um, definitely. I think not to dwell on the past and to sort of move forward with your life and not center your life around someone else. Because in this movie, Jay Gatsby, he was super poor. He, he, when he was younger, he was, um, James Gatz and he grew up and he got a lot of money, um, not necessarily in the best of ways. And he so totally rebuilt his life, but he rebuilt it around his love for Daisy and, that got him into quite a lot of trouble because he centered his entire life around, you know, trying to get her to come back to him and trying to get her to love him again. And it made him very unhappy in the end. And it brought a lot of stress to his life. So I honestly think just not living in the past. Interesting, man. There's a lot of reasons to see this movie. So yes. if I want to see it, where can I find it? Um, it is playing in all theaters. It comes out on um, Friday, and you guys should definitely check it out. Um, I think you would really, really enjoy it. Um, yeah, it comes out on May 10th, and it is playing in all theaters everywhere. So go see it. <laughs> Great. So this movie's rated PG-13. What what actual ages would you recommend this film to? Um, I... <sighs> I would recommend it to ages 13 and up. Um, definitely not any younger than that, for sure. There is a lot of like mature content, um, excessive drinking because that's how a lot of a lot of socialization was done. You know, in the 20s, people just drank all the time. Um, and that's actually the story is based around um, Nick Carraway, and he's actually in like rehab for being morbidly alcoholic. And the entire movie is him like telling about, you know sort of how his downfall happened when he sort of met Gatsby and, you know, after his fallout with Gatsby. So I, there's definitely a lot of um, alcohol, a little bit of drug use, uh, mild, well, not mild. There's a lot of sexual innuendos, but there's not really anything super inappropriate. Um, there's no language because cursing wasn't really that prominent in that time period. Um, but definitely some mature situations to watch out for. But honestly, I think 13 and up is fine. Okay, cool. So, um, did you enjoy this film, and how many stars would you give it? I give this film a billion out of five stars. Um, no, I give it five out of five stars. It was incredible. I mean, words can't even describe how amazing this was. Like, when I watch movies... When I really love movies, I always, like, get the chills. They're so incredible. And I think this was one of those movies where it puts so much emotion into you that you're just, like, overwhelmed by it. And I loved this movie because it made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me really feel empathetic towards the characters. And I think a film that can make you feel such empathy towards the characters is a really well-done film. Well, now I know where I'm going on the 10th. Yes, absolutely. And I think you would really like it because I know you like filmmaking and the cinematography. And this film was in 3D, which I didn't know how to expect for that because it's not really an action film. But oh my gosh, the colors were so vivid and bright and such prominent colors. Um, if you're looking at it from like a visual aspect, it was just beautiful. 
That's amazing. This film sounds awesome. It is. It's really. It was really well done. Well, and um, another thing, I bought the entire soundtrack for this movie before the movie even came out because the soundtrack is so interesting. Like I said, they remixed a bunch of modern songs um, and put it in this movie. And I already like had all the songs that they played in this movie, but I bought like all the remixes because it was so cool to hear like a Jay-Z song being mixed with ragtime. And I thought that was very interesting. That's amazing. Man, they put a lot of work into into this film. Do you know how they long did. it took them to make it? I don't know how long it took them to make it, but it was filmed in Australia and in the U.S., um, so I'm assuming it took quite a bit of time um, because it was very lavish. This was definitely not, you know, a last-minute, you know, movie that was made. It was It was fantastic. So, guys, definitely go check out The Great Gatsby. It is in theaters on May 10th, and you will love it. Jerry, thank you so much for interviewing me. It was awesome to switch it up this time. Of course. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we have to take a break right now, so definitely go check out The Great Gatsby. If you're 13 and up, you will love it. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be talking with Joey Blackburn, maker of the short film Pieces of War. Plus, we will be reviewing Iron Man 3, Monster in Paris, and Koala Kid. So to start off the show, we have with us Kiefer, and we are going to be talking about the new film Iron Man 3. So, Kiefer, how are you? I am good. Awesome. Uh, So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? the third installment of the Iron Man series. Okay. Tony Stark is back as Iron Man, and after fighting with the Avengers, he faces a new threat. We faces a new threat, the terrorist Mandarin, played by Ben Kingsley, and we also have Aldrin Killian, played by Guy Pearce, in an epic battle between good and evil, and Tony Stark has to is facing the anxiety of keeping Pepper Potts safe, but also learns that it is the man that makes the suit. <laughs> so what did you think of this film? I thought it was an intense, nonstop action movie. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you. I feel like this film was very intense. It was two hours and ten minutes of pure... Not pure action. There were definitely breaks in between, but lots of action, lots of emotion, um, a fair bit of comedy, and um, especially considering since it's an Iron Man film, and I I actually found it surprisingly pleasant, um, but there was quite a bit of comedy in this film. So what do you think of the special effects and the 3D in this movie? The special effects is Mm mind-blowing. The way the suits move, look, and fight is just phenomenal. Yeah, And they absolutely. just keep getting better and better each time you see them on screen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you think that um, the special effects and 3D in this film were superior to the previous two? Uh, actually, they thought they were superior and also they were they were the suits had better design, they move more slowly than the, than the previous films, so yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the cinematography was by um, John Toll, who is like the director of cinematography, and I thought he did a very incredible job portraying everything that was going on in the film and um, capturing it very artistically and definitely sticking towards the feel of, you know, comic books and the whole Superman feeling. So do you think you had a favorite scene or a favorite character in this film? Yes, my favorite scene has to be the final battle. The action mm-hmm. in this scene is larger than life. When you see different suits fighting each, fighting the villains, you just want to get up from your chair and just, just cheer. It just keeps you to the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you. Um, my favorite scene was definitely the end when you see all of the suits that Tony Stark has been building as his quote-unquote hobby. And I really liked this because he was so, I don't know, 
I just thought it was funny that he he all of a sudden had all these different suits, and I thought it was very interesting to see all of the different suits. They reminded me a lot of like Transformers because they all sort of have the same model, but then different abilities and different sizes. And I thought that was really cool that there were some that were massive, um, and some other suits that were like typical human size. So I thought it was very interesting to see all of the unique designs. Yes. So do you think you have a favorite character? I do. My favorite character is Harley, played by Ty Simpkins, a boy who befriends Tony and helps repair the Iron Man suit. He mm-hmm. is a bright, independent, and a little so much too, a little too much like Tony. And when you put them together, the two when you put the two together, you get nonstop laughter. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you. He was also my favorite character. We have a lot in common with this we movie. Do. I thought Ty Simpkins, who um, plays this character, I thought he was incredible because he, I mean, Tony's character um, is, like, Tony Stark himself is very, um, I don't know, he's really full of himself, I guess, because he is Iron Man and he's this yes. rich, smart dude, and um, he he's often sort of like the dominant character when it comes to interactions with other characters, and I feel like you know, this young boy that he befriended had the same amount of spunk and, like, sassiness. I, I, and I thought it was interesting to see a child matching, like, the spunk of Tony Stark. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think of the emotion behind this film? It was definitely a very emotionally driven film since Tony's whole goal behind this film wasn't, you know, politics or anything or it, it was pure revenge on, you know, his girlfriend and Pepper Potts, the one that he loves, you know, trying to keep her safe. Uh, so what did you think of the emotion behind that? I thought the emotion in this film was fantastic. Tony Stark, you feel the anxiety he's going through of trying to keep her apart safe, but ultimately failing at some points. And you feel the, the, the driven revenge he has to, he, he's going through in this film. And with the other characters, same thing. With Pepper Potts, she's a better character than the previous films. She's more developed, and she has a very lovable and likable personality in this film. And her emotions in this film are are amazing. I love it. It's great. Absolutely. I agree with you. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobbiton. And today we will be talking with Joey Blackburn, maker of the short film Pieces of War. Plus, we will be reviewing the new film Iron Man 3, as well as Monster in Paris and Koala Kid. So right now, we are talking with Kiefer about the new film Iron Man 3. And we were just talking all about the emotion behind this film, how it's a lot more complex than the previous Iron Man films. Um, So Kiefer, I was wondering what you thought about I, I sort of felt like it was excessive references to the Avengers in this movie. Did you notice that? Did it bother you? Or did you think it was, you know, warranted? I noticed, yes. I noticed that there was quite a bit of references from the Avengers. If you didn't see the Avengers, which a few of you haven't, but if you didn't, you wouldn't be entirely lost. The film does get you a little bit up to speed, but it doesn't really bother me. It it mostly just, if I've seen it, so I don't think anyone will be very lost, but 
they may need to ask a friend saying what was up with that part of the part of the movie. So mm-hmm. they really bother me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I personally, afterwards, I was talking with my dad and my brother who went to the movie with me, and I was kind of conflicted about it because it did bother me. Like, I kept noticing it, and it makes sense because the film Iron Man 3 does take place, you know, shortly after the Avengers and after, you know, Loki was trying to invade the world through New York and whatnot. Um, so it is, like, consistent. Uh, it is it is chronologically consistent with the fact that, you know, it's the same dude, it's the same series of events. But I do feel like the Iron Man series stands alone apart from, you know, the other series. And I don't know, I just kind of felt like it bothered me. Like, I felt, I don't know, it just seems like a separate movie to me. And I didn't think that it should have included so many Avengers references. But that was honestly my only problem with this film, because I thought this film was incredible. Yes, but again, I think it's it didn't bother me very much as it did to you. But yeah, I don't know. It's just I didn't like the movie The Avengers, and I'm like, don't bring Iron Man down with that movie, please. Like, don't even. <laughs> um. So, what do you think the age group for this film would be? I would recommend this to actually eleven and up, mm-hmm. because it may be PG thirteen, but again. The bad language in this film is really low, and the intense action is not too intense for that kind of age range. Mm-hmm. And the emotional level won't, I don't think, for that age range will get them too down. I mean, of course, they'll be like, no, but they'll still be able, they'll still handle it, and they'll still be able to enjoy the film for what it is. Yeah, I agree with you. I would say 10 and up. Um, you know, there's only one year age difference but yeah i'd say 10 and up because i agree with you uh there is hardly any language i mean it's not really any different from the past iron man films and i feel like there is a lot of action and a lot of violence in this film but it is like superhero types of violence i would say and so i feel like if you've seen if you haven't seen any of the previous um Iron Man films and you're below the age of 10, I wouldn't recommend seeing this first because it is one of the more intense ones. But if you've seen all the other superhero movies like Thor, the Hulk, um, Spider-Man, Iron Man movies, this movie's like right up your alley. The only thing to look out for is it is kind of emotional and a little bit sad. That's like the only thing I saw with my brother and that choked him up a little bit. But otherwise, I feel like this is a pretty uh, wide age group for this film. Yes. So how many um, stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it five out of five stars. But if you did, if you're a diehard Marvel fan, such as myself, you read the comics, you love it so much. There is a surprising twist to the film that the the diehard Marvel fans would be disappointed with. But my other side saying it's genius. So... Even with that little disappointing twist, I'll still give it five stars for how great it is. Yeah, I'd say five stars as well. So is the comic book twist different from the film twist? Obviously, I don't want to give away the film twist because I thought it was brilliant as well. Um, but was it different? It was definitely different. I'm not, I, again, I'm not going to give anything away, but they yeah. played as a joke. And it's hilarious. Uh-huh. I was laughing at this, but in my back of my head, I'm saying... But this is not true to that. And that's and the fans are gonna be a little disappointed for that. But when you think about it, it's it's kinda of off and on. You you're disappointed by it, but you're not disappointed by it. 
So mixed feelings about the twist. Absolutely. I mean, I thought the twist was clever and I'm sure that I would be a little bit shocked if it was different from the comic book ending, but I feel like it was very clever and I enjoyed it. So I'm glad that they did a little bit of a spin off of the original twist. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time for talking about Iron Man 3, but definitely go check out this incredible film. It hits theaters on May 3rd, Um, so definitely be sure to check it out. It is incredible. It is funny, very action-filled, and it is the perfect uh, installment for the Iron Man series and Superman series. So, Kiefer, thank you so much for telling us all about this film. Thank you for letting me. No problem. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hill-Beaton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss the film Muscle Shoals, and again, we have with us Jerry. So, how are you doing, Jerry? I'm doing very good. How about you? I am doing well. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about the film Muscle Shoals and what the plot is about? Well, in a nutshell, basically what it's about. It's about a man that lives in a small town called Muscle Shoals in the middle of Alabama. 
He's a very passionate man and loves music. Now, I want to tell you, this is not a fictional story. This is an actual documentary about Muscle Shoals. So, mm-hmm. he creates a recording studio called Fame. And everybody thinks it's not going to be successful, it's going to be so tiny, no one's going to go there. But they're all very wrong when a few artists go there and record number one hit songs. So, the studio's considered lucky because if you record a song there, it becomes a hit. This movie was managed to show the storyline in the 1960s. But even to this day, you can record a song there and it will become a number one hit. Wow, that's awesome. I think that's really cool. I had no idea about that. That's awesome that it's based off a true story. So what did you think of this film? I thought this film was fantastic. The only thing that I thought was very nice is the length of it. It was about two hours long. But otherwise, I thought it was fantastic. It had a bit of education, humor. It, the scenery was beautiful. It, a whole bunch of times showed a whole bunch of, well, lakes and rivers and forests and campfires. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, did you see any special cinematography techniques when it was used for the camera crew or the camera angles that really captured the beauty of the scenery? A few times, the man, the main character, was betrayed by his friends, and you could, and he, one time he was sat sitting in front of a fire, thinking about a sad story that happened during his childhood. You, they got, they showed his sad. They showed how he was thinking about his childhood horrible memories. Mm-hmm. It basically told his entire story from one clip. Wow. I think it definitely takes a lot of skill to be able to master emotion with just, you know, the slightest movement of the camera, slightest movement of the facial expression. So I think that's awesome. And I'm really glad you enjoyed it because uh, I'm definitely interested in this film now. I hadn't previously heard about it or heard that it was a true story. And so I think that's very fascinating. Uh, So what did you think of the soundtrack since it is, you know, about recording music? Since music is very prominent in this movie, what did you think of the soundtrack? Well, I thought it was amazing. They made it look like a lot of times that there were at, it was the actual band because hundreds of times they they show different people and mm-hmm. um they had some really nice songs. I was even lucky enough to visit to visit the real studio that was used in the movie and listen to a track in the 60s. Oh wow, that's awesome. What was the studio like? You know, outside, it looked like maybe twice the size of a little apartment, but Mm -hmm. inside, it looked three times the size of an apartment building. Wow. That's incredible. I love buildings like that. That seems so tiny on the inside and then on, or on the outside and then on the inside, they're like incredible. That's awesome. I think it's really cool that you were able to go there. So do you think you have a favorite scene or a favorite character in this movie? I wouldn't. I can't say I have a favorite character because I just like them all too much. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say my favorite scene is when I mentioned before the main character was sitting from fire. He was thinking about a childhood nightmare that happened. His brother, his brother was playing, and his brother tripped into, well, boiling water while oh, wow. his mother was cooking. To make a long story short, his brother died, and the. The mother and the father argue for some years, and at the end, the basically mother left, and all she said to her child is, "She, 
she uh, caused everything to go wrong and she has to leave. Wow, that is a very emotionally intense scene, I would say. And like you were saying before, the cinematography really captured his sadness. And I think that's fantastic because that is a very emotional scene, um, just like you were saying. So I think that's awesome that you really enjoyed that scene and that you got a lot from it. Mm. So is there anything um, that you would majorly change about this film? I re- mentioned before the how the length of it. Mm-hmm. And I would have to say there are a few scenes where they're telling stories it would be much cooler if they actually showed. Because my favorite scene, they didn't show it. They mm-hmm. just showed maybe little clips, and he told the story, basically. Yeah, absolutely. It, does, it definitely has to be the right movie to be two hours long, I would say. Yeah. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and we have been reviewing Iron Man 3 and The Great Gatsby. And now we are talking with Jerry about Muscle Shoals. And he was just telling me all about this movie and how emotional it is and how fantastic it is. And that he actually got to go to the real recording studio that is featured in this film. Which I think is very, very interesting that you got to go there, which is very cool. Um, so what age group would you recommend this film for? I would actually have to recommend it to about 12 to 13 to up. Mm-hmm. There's no real language, but there are some violent stories like the one I just told you. And also, it's quite mature. Younger children wouldn't really understand this. Even m- me, the first time I watched the first, like, maybe half an hour, I really that was boring and not really interesting uh, good of a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely films where they're, I don't know, sort of deeper, and you watch it the first time, or maybe, you know, the first half of it, like in your case, and it it's just sort of harder to get into, unless if you watch it a second time, because you notice things that you didn't notice before. So I definitely would see how older kids would have to watch it to be able to appreciate the film for what it's worth. So who would you recommend this film for? Do you think your friends would like it? I would have to recommend it to people that are interested in film, not film, sorry, um, music history Mm -hmm. and um, are big fans of Alabama because you think of Alabama, not really special, nothing really exciting, right? Uh Uh-huh. Well, then you see Muscle Shoals in this Lucky Recording Studios that the big, big, big artists went to. Mm -hmm. So it's just like from little Alabama to big artists coming to a little state. Absolutely. Do you know some of the um, artists that first recorded there? There are way too many to count. Yeah. One of them I know what had contact with the Beatles. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I think that's so incredible that people didn't necessarily believe in him and he proved them wrong. Uh, so do you think there were any morals or messages that this film could give to audiences? Never give up and whatever your heart tells you is true. Because a lot of time, everybody let him down, and he believed in himself, and he came out as the top, mm-hmm. realizing what he thought about himself is what he thought is what he what he himself is true. Absolutely. I mean, the Rolling Stones like played or uh, recorded at his studio. So the fact that I mean they're massive. So the fact that um. They, you know, played there is incredible, and I think that's an incredible storyline to get across and message to get across that 
you know, as long as you believe in yourself, you can do anything really. And you don't need anybody else's um, belief or really approval to do, you know, what your heart desires. And I think that's incredible. So if you had to be a certain character, who would you be and why? I would have to be one of the main character's friends. He betrays him later because of something, and I just would I would just see myself like that a bit younger. Because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I used to try to always go with the people I trust, even if I hated leaving the ones I also trusted. Because he because he um he and three other friends basically left the main character to rot in his to rot even though he also he still had a big artist coming they created another recording studio maybe five miles back five miles down the street wow that that definitely sounds like a very interesting character to be and an interesting person to want to experience um but i could definitely see where you're coming from so do you think that adults would appreciate this film more than teens or younger kids Depends which teens or younger kids you're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about teen or younger kids that all they do is love sports and play basketball, yes, I would recommend adults because they would be able to see the more, well, message in this film. Yeah, I appreciate it more. But if there, it's those kids that love music, history, are so interested in anything related to music, and love a good story that looks like it's a fairy tale. Any any age would love yeah, this film. Absolutely. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for telling us all about Mushroom Shoals, and it sounds like a very interesting movie. I'll definitely have to check it out. So, guys, if you're interested in this film, be sure to check it out. Jerry, again, thank you so much for being with us today. Of course. I hope you get to see it. Yes, I hope so, too. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader, and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library, and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. making it easier to 
listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 